On this episode of Breakfast Talk, we talk about yeah, all right. the latest news on the Batman, uh, Keanu Reeves' comic book release, <laughs> Berserker, and indie game platformer that hit $30 billion on its IPO. Wakey, wakey, smell those eggs and bacon. It's time for Breakfast Talk a podcast discussing current, independent, and mainstream entertainment topics from gaming and movies to comics. Start your week off right with the Breakfast Boys. As always, if you can smell what we're cooking, click that like button, and if your tummies are rumbling for more, click subscribe and ring that brekkie bell to turn on all notifications. All right, let's talk. Breakfast What's up with your voice crackle that's going on right now, Dill? It's my lack of coffee. Oh, okay. More coffee. When he drinks coffee, he hits puberty. Nice. Breakfast talk. Breakfast talk. (laughs) Gonna talk like this the entire episode so I don't sound like a robot. (laughs) Uh, All right. Robot. (laughs) There's a. There's a. platform that just went uh, just had its ipo i think last week i think actually might have been the end of end of last week but yeah it's uh it's called roblox which i had never heard of and then i started oh, diving into it. it and it's it's really interesting um basically it's like a combination of uh what is it the R- the rpg maker and steam so it's kind of like a, a platform where games can be hosted but it's also a place where you can make your own games mm-hmm like a sandbox. Uh, yeah, and it's cool because everything's everything's free. Like to create games is free, to play games are free. But just like you know, all the games now that are making massive money, skins. Like, yeah, like uh, what's it called, Fortnite and um, Rocket League. How they're yeah, they're selling skins. They're selling you know uh, you know aesthetic features. Mm-hmm. So pretty interesting. And I, I was actually glimpsing through some comments about it. Like apparently, a ton of the platform has like or a ton of the games on the platform are just broken games like that, you know, somebody threw up on there. They don't even, they don't, they don't even work, but there's enough on there that are really good that they've been driving massive traffic. And essentially the thing that's interesting about it, it kind of shows you how much more, how much room there still is in like the indie game world that, you know, there's a lot to grow. So there's, it was saying that uh, one of the biggest concurrent, um, one of the games the biggest concurrent players had 1.6 million players at its peak which is pretty nuts for an indie game to have that many um in a single instant and apparently one of the games on the platform that hits continual highs uh is consistently in like the hundreds of thousands of concurrent players so it's pretty cool to to see that and when they opened uh i was actually just looking at it on uh robin hood i was trying to see the day that they opened. Oh, come on. Oh, look, it's going to go away on me. But uh, it started off and pretty quickly, um, like, just skyrocketed in uh, in value, going from uh, or becoming, what was it? I think, yeah, it's worth a market cap of $38 billion right now. So the interesting thing is if you think about how um, a lot of a lot of evaluation of a market goes. They they take everything cumulatively. So if you want to say the food and beverage market would be you know worth you know 
I don't know, $9 trillion globally or whatever it might be, you know, you're trying to look at how much money there is to play in a system. Well, this is a single company that involves indie games and it's hitting a $30 billion point. And it's a say that if you want to get into the indie game development uh, world that there's quite a lot of room to still play with. So that's it's very, very fascinating to see something like this come out uh, with such great success that, uh, yeah, 30 billion is quite a lot for a little uh, make your yeah. make your own game. <laughs> it's like a penny. 32 bill. That's that's like pocket money. You know what I mean? That's walking around money. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's video game land. Now, you know what's hilarious is I can't even like conceptualize $32 billion. Like to, like to walk in a room and to be able to like say, this is $32 billion. Like this probably fills up an entire warehouse full of money. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't have enough fingers to do that. So yeah, I didn't know what Roblox was Crazy. until the guy at work, Mr. Conspiracy Man, um, when he uh, just started talking about it like one day, I was like, Oh, okay. What conspiracy uh, that he had for Roblox? Oh, nothing. He, he wants oh. to try to create his own game or something on there. And he's like, right. yeah, everybody's reaching out to me. I was like, oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, like PlayStation. Which, by the <laughs> way, PlayStation's been restocked at Best Buy. And breaking news, it is now out of stock. <laughs> that was quick. That was actually true, though, too. I think it was like Friday they restocked a bunch of stores. And then Friday it was out, out of stock. And that just reminds me of that. It's like Jordan's, man. Just yeah. reminds me of that little clip in like South Park, and their money's gone. Where, <laughs> where'd it go? It's gone. Yeah, yeah. The, the Roblox. I, I did hear about it before, but like I didn't know much about it. I saw some imaging from it, and then I just hadn't heard about it in a while. And then I saw the IPO pop up a bunch of different places. So then I just kept looking into it. And yeah, so it, it has a it has a huge like younger fan base like younger kids freaking love that it Fortnite fan base i guarantee it. it's like mm -hmm. that because uh, that's the whole thing it's like these games that are free to play can pull in anybody and then you get somebody who's got a little extra money they want to support some artists and that's kind of the cool thing it's like you can be an artist and make money in this you don't even need to be the game developer like if you find a game developer who wants to make money the only way they make money is selling aesthetics on here so you can mm -hmm. be a, a designer not a developer and then go to some game developer and be like, hey, you know, I like the uh, the concept of, um, you know, when someone goes to, when there's a gold rush, don't dig for gold, sell the shovels. And in right. this sense, don't develop the game, develop the skins that people are actually going to be selling to begin with. Right. You know, so it's very cool. And in this case, like Roblox is the one selling the shovel to the indie game community. And what you could be doing is, I don't know, shining the shovels. You know? Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're selling the little back supporter. So. <laughs> <laughs> you throw your back out. <sighs> uh, well, that's in super interesting news. Uh, a tremendous amount of money for an indie IPO to be uh, making. So that's crazy. Um, moving on to, to film TV show news. Um, so just one piece of news. We're actually going to be shortening this stuff down. So just one piece of news. Um, the the new The Batman movie. So The Batman. That's what it's called. It's not called Batman. It's the Batman movie. Um, wrapped shooting, uh, I believe, like a few days ago. So it just wrapped. Um, and which is a good thing because that means that like the delays from henceforth will be very minimal. So if there is any kind of delay, it's probably going to be way shorter than something that's like COVID related. Or, you know, they're still shooting it. There's, there's, 
possibilities for multiple kinds of delays in the shooting process. So now it's done, it's wrapped. Now they're going into post-production marketing, all that kind of stuff. So our, our the release date, which is set for like late 2022 is probably going to be more accurate, um, which is cool. Cause now we don't have to wait longer. We know it's going to come out within this, you know, really short amount of time in terms of like a, you know, um, plus or minus days or something like that. So that's cool. Um, and this Batman movie is going to be pretty drastically different from the ones that have previous, like previous iterations of, of the live action Batman. Um, and a few ways that they're, it's going to be different. Um, it's actually focal, it's focal pointed on like a detective movie. So you see, it's, it's kind of like that detective, you know, comics kind of version of Batman, where it really is kind of like a mystery. Um, you know, you're, you're as you're going through the movie, there's multiple things that are happening. Um, I guess the premise is that there's multiple murders in Gotham City, and Batman is trying to solve that case. And in doing so, he's connected to all these different multiple villain characters, which in in this iteration, there it's kind of like Gotham. If you've ever watched Gotham, like they're not there yet. They're not like that fully fleshed kind of version of themselves. Super- yeah, right <laughs> exactly they're, they're like on the come up let's just put it that way so you got like the penguin the who's hmm i'm on the way up <laughs> exactly uh so you got like the penguin character who's kind of more of like the mobster persona it's it's kind of like in gotham he's he's more of a mobster figure he's not like this you know this mutated kind of danny devito looking dude um so he does have a weird face like i've seen the colin farrell like makeup like prosthetic so he does have the penguin look but he's very much a different character type. So that's um, that's kind of like what they did in Gotham was like, he's not mm-hmm. like, you know, more, like, it's just, he's got a weird leg and stuff. Limp. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's very cool. It also makes sense now why they s- selected some of these villains, like to, to do the mm-hmm. style role. Can't wait like, for the Riddler. Exactly. And the Riddler is probably the most drastic change in terms of character types because more than likely he's going to be kind of like a sociopath, like a, like the killer, and he's leaving riddles around like like a, like a killer would do, like a psychopath would do, um, you know, taunting the police, kind of setting up crime scenes, you know, displaying bodies and things like that in very creative ways. So we're going to see a really dark, dark, dark tone for the Riddler, which is really different but it, it makes complete sense like you were just saying so that's that's something that is it's, it's kind of more like homegrown it's more real world um it still has the fantasy aspect but it's it's definitely more towards like again detective comics not it's like a dick tracy as opposed to like a superhero comic or a superhero movie um and then we have zoe kravitz um as catwoman so that's going to be interesting they really haven't given too many details as to how her direction is going to be so at at this point i think they're leaving it open for interpretation like she could be a positive character or a negative character towards batman she could be an anti-hero you know somewhere in between i'm hoping she's going to be like anti-hero stuff where like she's doing bad stuff for batman just because she doesn't kill people so well that's her typical line of line of like storyline though she's always in that anti-hero character role so i'm thinking they're gonna try and maybe push her towards a dark side or a light side so it's gonna be more of a like a different change in that way or they could stick to more of a prototypical kind of storytelling for her and have her in the middle ground somewhere uh, as a thief you know a thief is kind of like in that moral you know middle ground right it's not like evil but not also also not good you know well, that, um, that's kind of the thing like in the old uh justice league and the old batman uh cartoons like that's like i'd like to see it a little more like that like in gotham not ironically like the way they they build that character that's probably one of my favorite like characters to see develop because mm-hmm. it's more it's interesting where it starts off where it was a survival tactic and then like slowly becomes 
uh, yeah. you know what? Screw it. Like the world owes me. You she, know? Like, she's she's probably the realist character, and and when you look at it, she's probably the most relatable realist character in the Batman franchise. Yeah, everybody else, yeah. everybody else has a much more um, exaggerated storyline. Even Batman himself, like his parents get killed, and then he turns into a vigilante superhero. Like I was that's, a boy, that's a little, and now yeah, that was a <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's a little more exaggerated than reality, but like Selena Kyle, you know, you could see that happening in real life. Like I be, you know, again, survival mode. It becomes like I need to be a thief to survive, and she becomes famous essentially in the the underworld. But it's not like she's a like a hero that everybody knows. She's much more in the shadows as like a, a an actual thief would operate. So yeah, and I, think, uh, I think I remember too. Even in the cartoon, like it's not like the police talk about her a lot. No, like it's, no, it's, yeah, it's always just like you know you know oh your friend might be here you know like that kind of thing and it's and it's always like a mystery if she's involved you know what i mean if something's stolen it's like well it could be catwoman we don't fucking know because she's that good you know what i mean she could get away with this if she really wanted to so yeah it's it's definitely going to be a new take on batman but like specific characters could fluctuate between like maybe roles that they've had before like i do see like the penguin character being more of like a gotham-esque like the show Gotham, I mean, like more drawn from that side than something else. And I definitely see like a, a, a Riddler that we've never seen before. So that won't be drawn from really any subject matter. But a Catwoman could probably be drawn from one or two or multiple or all of the, you know, iterations that she's had because all of her storylines are fairly tame when it comes to um, her development as a character. Honestly, but, I really do hope that they they take from the Gotham show direction for Batman because it feels like the way that they're building this out, they're using the Dark Knight for the Batman side and then Gotham for the villain side. And that, like, if they really pull that off, this this might yeah. be, you know, could potentially be one of, like, the best Batman movies ever. Because, I, I, I honestly yeah. think it will be. I honestly think it's going to be, it's going to knock a lot of people's ideas of what Batman movies have been, like, a completely, it's kind of going to be a Dark Knight in that way, you know? Like, we had predisposition of, like, this is what a Batman movie should be. Batman nipples. <laughs> exactly that's what we thought batman was was all about and now we're going to get a entirely new take direction and what's interesting specifically about this movie is it's not it's a standalone movie like they're not tying it into the the current dceu it's completely separated it's like the joker movie like it does it, it's it's kind of like in a multiverse fashion you know it's not tied to what we're seeing on this end it's its own thing and it could even be like a sequel there could be a sequel there could be a trilogy like you know the dark knight series um and it wouldn't even relate to anything that's going on in the in the universe over here you know so um that's interesting in, in itself and then we actually there's rumors let me just tie this in that there's going to be a joker sequel so you know hey maybe they clash those two you know worlds clash but it's outside of the dceu you know so um that's all i got i'm done yeah, the, the, the one thing I was just thinking of, too, is like the way you're describing the Riddler almost sounds like they would be combining Gotham's Joker and the Riddler in the sense of like the, the way that they worked, because one was just pure sociopathic and the other one was like having a psychotic break. And yeah. So like, you know, that that's uh, that and that's 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 my take on it i don't know if that's the solid direction that they're going to go i'm not saying that there's there's been it like yep he's this is the character type that we're that they're going with they're keeping a lot of mystery obviously it's a year away from release there's a lot of marketing to be done there's a lot more you know different looks and theories that we're going to get in the meantime but you know as it stands right now the riddler as as a character like if i was looking at this guy in real life he would fit more of that sociopathic psych psychopathic kind of person who's like a murderer and again ta taunts the cops 
you know, taunts Batman, come and find me kind of person. Um, so yeah, the Joker definitely has fits into that realm as well. And I think, you know, in a lot of iterations, especially the animation, we lose the Joker complete, or I'm sorry, we lose the Riddler completely yeah, yeah, yeah. because we already have the Joker. So we don't really need those two. Like they're very similar in terms of like their modus operandus. Um, so yeah. Definitely excited. Comic books. So there's this comic that Keanu Reeves has <clears throat> that he partnered with um, Boom Studios. Boom Studios does like, you know, Power Rangers and a bunch of other crazy stuff. Berserker um, funded on Kickstarter last year and made Kickstarter like the comics side of Kickstarter, like I think the highest yeah. it's ever been yeah. so far. Yeah. Um, and it has sold over 600,000 copies. That's insane for a comic book. Already. Yeah, yeah. already. It, it uh, surpassed Dark Knight's Death Metal, number one, um, wow. which was the highest uh, selling comic. And then, uh, you know, back when that was out. And then um, it uh, became the highest selling comic since Star Wars in 2015. So, well, yeah, that's, I was, was going to ask if. Outside of Kickstarter, um, like I, I see, like even on say Amazon, it's not getting released till October. What? Um, oh well, there's a delay for this book anyway. They they probably just don't want to like screw it up. <laughs> um, Especially after uh, what's it called, Cyberpunk? <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Just, like think about it. They had Keanu Reeves on that, and then they kind of yeah. uh, whoops, you know, like he just has like so much like pull now even he, like i know that he he did like when matrix was out and matrix is coming back so that's just yeah matrix reason. four yeah but um john wick about that right four now. yeah john wick. john wick four like dude this guy's going nuts right now like yeah. maybe someone did kill his dog and now he's like <laughs> i'm gonna make so many movies to show you how awesome i exactly. am and then when i'm done making millions of dollars for bail later <laughs> i'm good i'm getting out of any situation <clears throat> people were some people were complaining last year when boom studios was on kickstarter because of is that even indie because which right. you know well it's not indiegogo that is kind of the point kickstarter <laughs> in, like, indiegogo the purpose of it is for indie comics like or for internet comics but indie indie creations right. well, kickstarter is just a crowdfunding platform yeah. so yeah I'm, but, I'm, I'm if anything i'm more I'm I'm definitely more glad that they chose Kickstarter than trying to like destroy what Indiegogo is because that's still a great option for you know small creators. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, it sold over six hundred thousand copies, and I think that was an insane thing to mention on this episode of uh, Breakfast Talk. So yeah, well, yeah, I think um, it's an interesting concept that you just brought up because i've i've seen that conversation as well in some like indie groups and there's validity to it like right like i mean how can a, a small creator even come close to the kind of reach that like say somebody like keanu reeves has there's no comparison right and for him to like back or to be part of a, a, a creation and then put it in a, a crowdfunding platform which is traditionally you know for the underdog for the little guy to 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 you know grow um it kind of is it's like contradictory right it's like you're already at the top you don't need you don't need to be on a crowdfunding campaign like you could literally even make your own campaign you don't even have to be on kickstarter you could you could you have enough resources you could set up a website that works just like kickstarter yourself 
and just launch your little campaign and, and fund it and you'll still get funded. Like you still probably make as much money as you did on Kickstarter. So to me, there is some validity to that argument, but at the same time, it's kind of like saying that you don't have, like if you're, once you reach a certain level of success, you don't have the same freedoms as everybody else. Like I don't have the freedom to go on Kickstarter, even because I'm successful, I can't use Kickstarter like that, that there's an inequality there. So it's like on both sides, there's validity. And then on both sides, there's, there's kind of like an argument, you know? So well, there's a couple of things I like to think about too. It's like, uh, there's a whole uh, book on guerrilla marketing style, which like Kickstarter would be a type of guerrilla marketing. Like even, even though they have a big brand, like the people that go on there, go, typically, mm-hmm. And so it's interesting when you see something like a, you know, uh, say like Coca-Cola status, like a big thing, do those weird things that like, like when Domino's was filling in potholes in major cities, right? Mm -hmm. That's a brilliant form of guerrilla marketing that normally big corporations don't do, even though they really have the capacity, just like Mm -hmm. these guys have the capacity to run Kickstarter. But honestly, I see it more like when, um, who is it? Bella Thorne, I think, that joined OnlyFans and people are upset, but it also drew a ton of eyes to the platform. Exactly, right. So it's one yeah. of those things where it could be that there's people who really, like, like, like for example, I'm a huge fan of Gary Vee, but there's still people who have no idea who he is. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with Kickstarter. It doesn't matter how long that's been around. Not everyone knows that it exists. There's a lot yep. of people and not all of them know, but there's a ton of people that know Keanu Reeves and a ton of people that would follow him wherever he's going and now those eyes are on kickstarter exactly and so now they're signed up for one of their newsletters suddenly you know we decide to host a kickstarter and we're doing it definitely helps yeah raise the awareness for sure yeah and so i I see it as like it might have temporarily pulled attention away from other like i wouldn't have wanted to run a kickstarter during (laughs) at the same time (laughs) um although honestly it depends on who was donating because yeah exactly pretty sure we did (laughs) pretty sure chronicles of horror was happening while yeah yeah yeah. i was gonna say actually i I thought one of one of the the people on our platform did but yeah i guess it was yeah yeah actually a couple people did because i'm sure the campaign was you know maybe inter overlapped with a couple of ours but yeah obviously you know there's still room for everybody to kind of have their way but um yeah i guess it's just again the the when you see it as a competition or if you see it as a competition, then you're outgunned in this match. You know what I mean? That kind of scenario. If you're saying like, Oh, there's a limited amount of people that, you know, use this platform and we're vying for attention, you know, from all those people. But like you said, there's an opportunity that for people because they know Keanu Reeves and they don't know Kickstarter. Now those people are coming over and porting over to the platform and saying, this is a cool platform in general. There's so many cool other projects. Maybe they don't even back his project. Maybe they, they don't like his project, but they see something else on Kickstarter like an indie publisher and they're like this is actually way cooler like yeah yeah the other way i love to see it is uh like whenever somebody complains that somebody's disrupting something like that it's kind of like if uh i don't know um like some major news broadcaster hopped on patreon right like mm-hmm. as opposed to like the small youtubers it's like you can be mad or you can go make your own patreon like I, right. I, I laugh like, like the, what is it, like the bookstore and Amazon thing, like the, the truck drivers and automated truck trucking, uh, you know, like that's something where like, that'll always happen. Stuff's going to break the stuff that you're used to using. You have to get used. You have to get mm-hmm. used to change because it's the only thing that is consistent. Exactly. Right? Yep. And so the, the, like, for example, like the stuff we're putting into our site, like we're building out our own platform because we don't want to be, at, you know, in control of like some platform potentially getting completely destroyed because yeah they might have brought that comic on there and then maybe people only come to kickstarter now looking for 
major players releasing stuff and they don't care about the local guys. So how do you get attention? You know, you, you got to look for a new place or make it. 